Do you know where they'll end up and why? In this installment of The Grind to Find, I'll discuss why establishing a tentative takeaway can help in creating the pathway to lead readers there and much more when this episode of TGD starts right now. Friday family, happy Friday, and welcome to The Grind to Find. Terrell and Michelle here, certified spiritual mindset coach and professional ghostwriter, helping prospective authors take their manuscripts from paused to published. Topics here are all about identifying internal disconnects, simplifying misaligned mindset moments, and capturing clarity so a blueprint can be created that will take authors from intro to conclusion for a smooth writing process. Listen, many of us have a story that we want to bring forth, that we want to birth, all right? We want to birth the story. Peep the accent. You know what came to mind? I was thinking about, uh, y'all, Stranger on Boomerang. Do y'all remember the set that she did where she, uh, her uh, video was going to be entitled After Beth? Not after birth, after Beth. 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 Anyway, if you don't know about <laughs> that movie and that scene, go check it out. Boomerang with Eddie Murphy back in the day and Robin Givens. Hilarious. Let me get back on target. There I go. Squirrel, I'm back. But anyway, thank you so much for visiting me here on The Grind to Find. If you're coming back, if this is your first time, welcome. Just with that intro, you know that sometimes I can be a little something extra, but that's okay. It's extra with some good stuff. So, you know, with the topic today, some things to think about before I dive right into things. When we talk about the end game, really and truly, even in the game of life, let's let's take content creation and books out of the equation for just a moment, just a moment. When we think about the game of life, Eh, I mean, we really will never know what our end game is. I, I don't believe that self-actualization is actually possible. I think that we're always striving, we're always seeking, we're always trying to get to a place that I don't think we'll ever actually get to because since we're evolutionary, since we're constantly growing, since God is always leveling each and every one of us up, God, yeah, however you refer. When I say Yah, talk about God, talk about Yahweh. A couple people hear that and they're like, what is she talking about? It is in the Bible, but I digress. I'm not going to go there. But anyway, <laughs> along this journey, there's so much for us to learn and there's levels to this. We're always leveling up. So the end game really is subjective. And it's one of those types of things where what you may decide an end game is for something today, and depending on how long it takes you to actually activate from that point that end game can actually change why you say why pray tell Terrellyn? because we change from time to time we change all throughout time one of the things that really um rubs me the wrong way is when you have someone who is touting how wonderful it is that they've never changed and they're like 50 so from the time you were 15 20, 25, 30, 35, you've never changed. I don't think that that's a good thing. Anything that is living 
has to be growing. It goes through stages. There should be changes. And so what the heck are you talking about, Terrell? What is this about? Well, when I'm talking about the end game in relation to uh, books and any type of content creation that we're doing, for the purposes of this conversation today, because that's subjective, understand that how long it takes you to get activated. Whether or not you listen to this and if you've been on the fence with, hey, I got this thing I want to get out, but I don't know where to get started. I don't know how what's supposed to go in there, what's not supposed to go in there. I'm going to answer some of those questions for you today. How you get to a space of sifting through some of that, um, the ball of yarn that may be in your mind. How do you make sense of that so that you know what goes where and why? Okay, because the why is super de duper important, but it's not just about your why as you've defined it. You're listening to this show, then you know there's a spiritual space in which I like to endeavor. It's not just about your why, it's about his why and his calling on what it is that you're doing, his calling on your life and, and how that calling is going to be transposed, if you will, into this project that you want to have done, one and done. So that's what I'm going to be talking about a little bit today. That and uh, eh, I had one other thing I was thinking about sharing with you, just a little bit of a teaser. I'm not sure if I'm gonna do that on this episode or not. I'll see how I'm feeling <laughs> as we go through this. But just so you know, a little bit about where we're going to be going today. I want to talk more about the big picture, how that big picture shifts and some things that you should consider that you might want to consider. I won't say you should, you can if you want to or not, but some things I would recommend for you to consider as you're going along your process. Also too, I want to talk about the route that you have chosen. Many of us who decide that we have work that we want to put out to help to uh, support folks along their journey, maybe to help to be transformational to them, uh, supportive to them, inspiring, whatever that thing may be, instructional, um, something uh, that is definitely going to be an asset, a tool, if you will, in the chest of different resources that they have within their life. For those of us that have chosen to do that type of work, there's a specific route that we've chosen. I wanna talk about that route and maybe being open to whether or not you're leading or being led in that route. And one of, I think, the most important things to consider on any journey that we're on in our life, and that's the, the power of silence and solitude within that. But I'm not going to just be talking about the spiritual context. I'm going to add some things to this conversation, concrete things that you can do to help you to not only get your manuscript finished, but get that starting point because you can't get to the end if you don't know where to start. I'll help you to sort through how to do that. And then also too, um, there's our desired end game for the work. And then there's his desired end game for the work. How do you know which one you're actually focused on? Is your focal point more about you or is it more about him? How can you tell if maybe it isn't about him? How would you get back on track? And then specifically the fundament the fundamentals, look at me putting extra letters and stuff when I'm talking. That's okay. I'm going to try to stop. But if I don't, I'm going to correct it. And if I don't, well, you probably know what I meant to say anyway. <laughs> If you don't, I'm sorry, maybe it'll be figured out later on. But anyway, 
fundamentals <laughs> I'll talk about uh, when it comes to not only refining the scope for the project, but being able to see that no matter what happens within the scope of this particular work, it's not the end of everything that you're going to do. I think a lot of people, a lot of authors that I work with, many of them are, are, are first time. It's their first time doing this whole thing. It's exciting. It's so many different layers. But then there's a piece of them that thinks that this project is like it. Now they'll say, I don't think that. But then if I'm like talking to them and they're trying to put everything in the kitchen sink in this one book, even some things that are not relevant to the book based on what they told me, but they can't seem to part with because of the emotion associated with this specific thing that they want to put into the work. You know, it, it's crazy. And I, I always have to remind them, hey, y'all puts literally thousands of books within all of us. I mean, we are not living this life for all of these different things that we've experienced, good, bad, and indifferent to be sitting someplace on a shelf. No, 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 no. These things are meant to be out there for other people to experience and glean their own experiences from. And so, yeah, there's so much more within each and every one of us than we realize. And so understanding that there's huge creative work in life beyond this initial thing that you're trying to get out is so very important because then it helps you to be able to push some things off to the right and the left side. I'm gonna slide that over there, that pile over there. I'm gonna slide that pile over there. And to be able to focus on what you would need to be able to get that project out of you, all right? All right, so anyway, let's go ahead and glide on into the topic today, which is the end game. One of the most important spaces, I believe, to keep in mind at the start of any writing project is the end game. And I'm not gonna waste any time making clear to you what I mean when I say the end game. Now, when I'm supporting clients with their projects and they're trying to sort through that ball of yarn in their mind to get to the space where they understand not only what they're writing about and the story that they want to tell, but why they're writing about it. And this helps them to be able to choose what aspects of their journey, what aspects of their experience, what aspects of their life they want to include in their manuscript. And so when I say the end game, what I always recommend that clients do is begin with the end in mind, meaning what is it? What message is it? What moral of the story is it that you want your reader to take away from your book? What is that main point that they should take with them to begin to either practically apply whatever information you've given them, or maybe there's a point that they're going to move on beyond uh, what they read or whatever that may be. If you know what you want the experience for your reader to be, you know that in the beginning, then that helps you to work backwards to figure out exactly what you want in the book, why you want it in the book, and what aspects of your experience or life are going to be important. That helps to establish that why. And that, that also brings to mind when we talk about this in game and, and putting together the overall picture that we want for the project. That, that brings to mind this quote, and it says, uh, 
Things don't change when I talk to God. Things change when God talks to me. That quote is by Bob Sorge. And and the reason why uh, that to me was so fitting for this conversation is because many of the people, well, not many, I haven't come across well, okay, I'll say many. There, 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 there have been a couple that I've come across, but most of the people that I work with come to me with a pretty clear idea of where they think they want to go with their project. They kind of, they've taken lots of time, <laughs> lots of time to think about um, what this project should be. And typically there's always a, a tipping point, something that happens that makes them decide that this is the time, this is the moment that I'm gonna step beyond what I've been doing, uh, spinning some wheels for a little while to get some support to actually get this thing done. And so getting to that space where you're ready to go, your creativity has had another, another jolt, and then now being able to get that space of clarity so that you could define that big picture. Getting to that space is exciting, but at the same time, it can be kind of overwhelming. So that quote from Bob, understanding that things are gonna change when God talks, that kind of helps to put a little bit of perspective. So we started this off with me talking about the big picture. I wanna call it the shifting big picture because that is definitely true. That's how it happens to go in this process that whatever big picture you have, once you start to actually uh, define that scope for your project, that picture can shift in many different ways. And I wanna encourage you to welcome that shift by getting you to understand how fruitful allowing that big picture to shift sometimes in order to orchestrate uh, with some simplicity and some laser focus to orchestrate the flow for how your, how your story is going to go. So here are some questions to consider when we're talking about the shifting big picture. And, and it's so important in you understanding what your end game is going to be and creating the type of experience that you would want your reader to have or for whatever uh, content you're creating. If it's, if it's not just a book project, we know that some of the information that will go into your book or some of the content for your book could even go into other um, excerpts or, or blurbs, if you will, that you would do for uh, blogs or maybe some, some social media. Um, different articles for other places. There's so many different forms that this content can take. And so understanding what your end game is and really being specific and intentional about crafting the experience for your readers is gonna be so very important. So some questions to, to think about. What is your why? What's the reason why this project is so important for you? This project burns a fire inside of you. It's something that you're passionate about and also, does your why align with your heart and your gut? And the reason why I, I put that in there, this is so very important, is because I mentioned a little bit earlier in the intro that we'll have in mind what it is that we want to do and we'll kind of go about that. We'll kind of go with what it is that we think initially. But one of the things that I've experienced quite a bit and I continue to experience with authors is there's what they want to write and then sometimes there are feelings in their chest and in their gut that are not in alignment all the way with what it is that they want to write. And, and what I mean by that is they'll have one aspect of an event 
that they'll want to share. But then there are other pieces that go with it where even though they're feeling in their chest and their gut that, you know, I think that should be included, that's important. It's something that they may be uncomfortable with for whatever, for whatever reason. And so then they'll push to leave that piece of it out. Well, then those two things are misaligned, what it is that you want and what it is that resonates within your gut and within your chest. I always recommend listening to yourself because, and this is especially important when we're talking about people who are creating um, projects and they have writings that they feel as though they're called to do. This is not just something that you're doing. There's a spiritual connection to what it is that you're doing and a why that's bigger than you. And so to uh, Bob's quote about things don't change when I talk to God, things change when God talks to me. I feel as though that feeling in your chest and in your gut is pushing you to step outside of your comfort zone and to share in a way that otherwise you probably would not. I think that that is Yah's way of leading you toward creating something that's more in alignment with the journey that he has for you as opposed to the way you see yourself exclusively and maybe even how you see the project. So that's just something to to consider. And then, you know, that push and pull that will feel between what we want to share and what we feel compelled to share, even though it's uncomfortable. I think that that's a part of the process because when authors allow themselves to become one with the process and, and understand that there are going to be some areas in which you're taking the lead, but most of it you're being led, when you allow that to happen, that's when something completely and totally extraordinary can go down on those manuscript pages because it's outside of the confined box of our understanding in which we'll sometimes put ourselves in. And so that's one of the great things about having someone to work with on projects like this. Instead of you being immersed completely and totally in the creative process, you actually get to sit down and occupy the space as an interviewee, <laughs> because that's, that's, that's how my process works. You get to occupy that space and there's a, a distance then that's, cre that's created between you and the content, what's in your mind, what's in your heart. You're in a space to be able to receive a lot of what you've been thinking. And it really helps to broaden the scope of what you think you might write and give you a different perspective. So anyway, it's so important to allow yourself to allow the process to just evolve and embrace some of the discomfort that you might feel along the way. Um, another thing to think about is beyond the takeaway, what you think the end game is going to be. What state of mind do you want your reader to leave with? And the reason why this is another important piece is because when you think about that end game, you want to think about the reader leaving and then what's the next step going to be. Uh, examples would be, do you want it to just be a, a, a thought provoking piece where it's um, the book is read and then there's water cooler conversation or maybe some groups that someone may have with the book or is, is that just it? Do you want it written in a way where they're taking action? Uh, action as you would want them to? Would it be with, uh, if they're taking action in terms of um, another event that you're doing, another product or service that you may offer? Um, is this book going to be written in a way where it's more of an exploratory thing? 
that the reader would go on after that. Um, these are different things to think about when you think about your, your end game, because knowing what message you want your reader to leave with and the state of mind that you want them in, what the next phase is going to be beyond the book is definitely helpful as well. So then in understanding that big picture and how it can shift, but embracing what that shift could be. So now the next thing to consider is your pathway. Mm -hmm. And the question is, what's the state of your pathway? What situation <laughs> do you have in mind? Or, or if you don't already, because you know, since we've just talked about that, the big picture, and for some of you who have had some challenges with getting together, um, where you want to go, what all you want to include. Now you know about your end game and working your way back. Now I want you to think about with that end game in mind, what pathway would you take? What would the beginning, middle, and end of your story look like? What, what, what would that journey look like? Start to think specifically now, what are some of the events, uh, some of the different experiences that you had what would you include and why would you include those? Specifically, here's another question. In thinking about that, does what's important to you align with your end game and the experience you want to create for your readers or consumers of your story and your, your content? Does what's important to you along your pathway, does that align with the end game that you've established? and the experience that you want to create for your readers. Hmm. Now that's something to think about. That's, that's, <laughs> that may seem like a lot of detail to consider, but no, not really, because I want you to take and envision if you had a, a sheet of paper in front of you, or if you have a dry erase board or whatever it is that you use, imagine having on this board if you thought about a, a straight line across the board from beginning to end, right in game at the end. And then now we would be creating your pathway. Underneath that, you can jot down in the bottom right-hand corner, just for the sake of your notes. And because I'm describing it this uh, in this way, if you're driving or not in a space where you could write, maybe you can imagine. So if you're jotting down in the corner, uh, what's important to you? not only what's important to you, what is it that sits in your chest and gut in terms of content that may make you feel a little uncomfortable? You feel like it should be in there, but you're not quite comfortable with the idea of it being in there. And then why would whatever sits in your chest or gut make you feel uncomfortable? So I had you put those off there in the notes because these are some of the things that you're going to be thinking about when you're constructing what your pathway would be that's going to lead the reader to your end game. It just, uh, that, that end game being, what's the takeaway? What's the moral of the story? What's the, the, the grand, the uh, theme that you want your reader to leave with? And so when you're constructing your pathway for how you're going to get them there, knowing what that experience is, is going to help you to be specific about the things that you choose to fill in those different areas along the pathway. And let's just think of it as, as three to begin with, the beginning, middle, and end. That's gonna help you to be able 
to refine what goes where and why. All right, that's going to be super important. Now, within this, keep in mind, as I mentioned earlier, that there are many, many, many books inside of each and every one of us. Not everything has to go into this one project. So once you know what your end game is, then that should have helped you to eliminate a lot of things that you were thinking <laughs> because some of those things are not going to get you to this designated point that now you've established that you want to be able to reach. And so those practical, those things that are practically applicable right now, the, the little pieces that I've given you, that should help for you to be able to put together or be able to visualize how it is that you can start to lay out this story. Is it, is it starting to come to life for you? Just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. Of course, if you need support, I'm always here. Feel free to hit me on any of the social media channels. You can always uh, hit me on uh, thegrinddefined.com as well as uh, Facebook, uh, IG, TikTok, Twitter. You can always leave me a message there. Also connect, you can shoot me an email, connect at thegrinddefined.com. If you have specific questions that you want to ask, I'd be more than happy to answer them on air as well as to reply to your email because, yeah, I do read those. I do. So on to the next, actually the final section of this that I, I want to touch on. And I, I call this your calling is his call, but what's driving you? So your calling is definitely his call, meaning, yeah, but what's driving you? And this final piece of this, final piece of this is important, I think, because when you're doing your project, it's always helpful to be clear about your value system. Now, one may think, you know, ah, yeah, I already know what I value and, and, and what this means. But I think sometimes the focus is, is so heavily on the story and the different aspects of the story that sometimes we can miss that whatever it is that we're writing, you want to also make sure that that piece, you're intentional about it, aligning with, aligning with what you value and how you want to be able to use this piece of work beyond finishing the manuscript, turning it over to the publishing company and starting that process. If you're self-publishing, however, when you're finished and you're ready to go to the, when you're finished with the manuscript and ready to go to the next space, there's a way to be intentional about what you're writing so that what you value, you can definitely have that piece aligned with it. So when I talk about value, what do I mean? Well, let's, let's break it down into some smaller pieces. Uh, do you value quality versus quantity? And when I, when I say that, I'm talking specifically about fans, followers, readers. Some people want this huge following. That's the game. The game is to have all of these people, they want to have like a six figures. They, they want to be 100,000 or more right away with this piece. Whereas other people, they're more about the quality of the work and it being something that touches people, they don't care if it's 10 or 50 or 5,000. The number of people is not the push. The quality of the work and how it 
is transformational to people, how it is a resource and a tool that they not only uh, go to and revisit over and over again, but they may be inclined to share with others. This They want this to be a piece where, you know, it's something that was so rewarding to them that they'll buy up a few and, and give them to those special people um, that, that they love. And so understanding what your goal is, what you value, you know, uh, you want to be able to align your intentions with your movements and the mindset. That's so very important. And so positioning the work within the writing for whatever it is you value and what you want that work to become, what channels you want that work to, to go through, you know, keeping those types of things in mind is always important. It's always important. And it's one of those types of things where it's not, I would say is hustling backwards to consider these things afterward. <laughs> you kind of want to, when, when I, when I wrote my first book, there was so many different things about uh, writing a book that I didn't know. And beyond writing the book, the book being published and being out there, there were so many little things that I did not know. And I just was not told, you know, if you, uh, in some instances, when you finish your manuscript and turn it over to whoever your publishing company is, or, or if you're someone who's self-publishing, when you finish that, and that manuscript is out of your hand. You know, I know for me, I, my mindset was, well, whoever I'm giving this manuscript to, they're the professional. If there's anything that I need to know beyond me giving them the work, they're going to let me know it. And sometimes you don't know what you should ask. <laughs> you don't know uh, what you don't know, basically. And so I want to make sure that some of what I did not know when I published my first book um, or my first project that people that I work with, they know. So I don't, you know, as a professional, I don't want my client to leave from the experience with me and there was not information that I didn't just give to them. I don't expect for them to ask me the right question, especially when they're new to it. They probably don't know what they don't know. I feel like it's my responsibility to give them as much information as I possibly can to over deliver so that when their manuscript is finished, we've already worked on positioning certain things with the way in which they're going to be writing and some of what their goals are, their value systems, different things like that. Um, those things are all very important. And so, yeah, I think that as proactive as you can be when you're putting together your manuscript with all of the little de details and nuances, the better. All right. All right. So that is it for content today. If you haven't already, you already know what to do. Log on to thegrindtofind.com and click on feed so that you can follow me. But fret not, there's so much more <laughs> to getting to the grind to find than just thegrindtofind.com. I'm on every major platform that there is. You can go to whatever your favorite app may be, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora. I can't think of all of them. But anyway, you can go to them and you can search the Grind Defined podcast. Click that notification bell so that you're updated when I upload and you will know uh, beyond, like I mentioned before, uh, episodes are every Friday, but there's also going to be interviews dropping every Tuesday. And you know what, y'all? I'm so sorry because if you were waiting, listen, charge it to my head, not my heart. If you were waiting for the interviews for Tuesdays that I've been talking about the last two weeks, <laughs> 
and there has been an interview on Tuesday. That's because I forgot to mention, yeah, team gave me a date. I didn't mention that. I just said on Tuesdays. So this coming, what is this? Yeah. Wait, hold on fingers. Am I right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> this coming, I'm sorry, not this coming Tuesday. Next Tuesday is going to be the first Tuesday that you're going to start to get those interviews every Tuesday dropped on Grind to Find. So if you enjoy the interview spots and you want to make sure that, um, you start to catch those, then definitely subscribe. So you'll be able to get that. And that next Tuesday, that is going to be, get that date right. That is going to be the 29th. Yes. I'm sorry. The 30th. Yes. <laughs> listen, they, don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. It would have been good if I had had this in the front of me, but I did. But anyway, in the meantime, in between time, go about your weekend and the coming week, knowing that, Hey, it's already one and done. If you need help with getting together the blueprint for your book, let me tell you something people. And then I'm gonna get out of here. I gotta let you know this. I'm talking from beginning to end. I'm talking from intro all the way to the conclusion of your book. Can you imagine a blueprint in great detail? So the only thing you need to do is fill it in. Can you imagine that? That is a thing. Get at me, connect at thegrinddefined.com, shoot me an email, or schedule your complimentary sit down with me from thegrinddefined.com. Uh, there's a way for you to connect with me there, get on my calendar, get on my schedule. If you happen to want a time that you don't see available, again, connect at thegrinddefined, shoot me an email. I will get you in so that we can have that conversation and get you going. Know that it's already won and done no matter what it is that you want to do, okay? All right, always define your grind and never let the grind define you. Until next time, Tara and Michelle here. Peace and abundant blessings. <laughs> <laughs>